Assalamualaikum and welcome to another episode of the Halal Travel Podcast. You're listening to me, Hazira and Rauda. Correctly, today we do not have Nurul because she is not able to make it for today. But it's fine, we will go on ahead. But today we have a very special guest because we want to live vicariously through her, her travels. Uh, we are so happy to have Exploring Hijabi here with us today. Um... So she's going to tell us everything about her latest travel and I must say her adventures are simply phenomenal because all the places that she went are very, very into the bewilderness. Is that what is correct? Bewilderness. <laughs> bewilderness. <laughs> okay, but Akila is... Ru- Akila, also known as Exploring Hijabi, is running uh, a travel diary page on Instagram. So at, at Exploring Hijabi on Instagram. So go check her out if you haven't. Uh, honestly, I'm just very amazed how you have so much courage to go into the unknown with all your travel. I'm very amazed. So let's hear more about that. So Akila, maybe we can just start off with how did exploring hijabi start? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on here. Um, it is my absolute pleasure to be a part of your podcast. Um, thank you for that lovely introduction as well. Um, so exploring hijabi actually started as, um, it was an idea first. Um, but then what happened was like in the summer of 2021, I had the opportunity to travel to Alberta in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, so for those who don't know where Alberta is, it is a province in Canada and Canada is a huge country. It's broken up into 13 provinces. I live in Ontario. And um, usually like travel within Canada tends to be very expensive. It's cheaper to book a ticket internationally. Oh. Like traveling internationally is cheaper than actually like traveling from province to province. Mm. So prior to, let me actually like rewind a little bit more. Uh-huh. So um, prior to like 20, like, so in 2019, my husband and I had, these this huge idea of like we're like you know what we need to travel we need to go and see the world a bit more and then um we were like okay let's just go to the middle east like go to a couple of countries there then stop over at sri lanka where me and my husband are originally from and then maybe you know like stop over at um indonesia and then go to australia and then back to canada so big plans yeah um, however, we all know what happened in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, the pandemic happened and our plans just didn't work out. And we were so bummed out. Uh, but then again, we were also kind of thankful because Alhamdulillah, like, you know, we were safe at home. Um, come 2021, we were going, we, what was like in our free time, we look for like tickets. Like that's, that's something that we usually <laughs> do. Yeah. So we came across um, this amazing deal for um, for tickets to Banff in Canada, I mean, in Alberta. And like I mentioned before, like it tends to be very expensive, but this was an amazing deal that we could not pass up. So we were like, you know what, maybe we should go check it out. And um, so we go there and it is just ridiculously beautiful. 
Like mm-hmm. I can't even explain because I I think honestly, like even pictures don't do it justice. Um, so we spent um around eight days there. And um all I was doing was just taking pictures. <laughs> like I I can guarantee like I took more than like thousand pictures. Mm-hmm. And um so I was like, you know what, this is so beautiful, this is so amazing, and I just want to share it with everyone that I know mm-hmm. um so at that point like I hadn't like really thought of an Instagram page itself but it was more about let me just like share this with my friends and family right mm-hmm. um so and I did and I inspired like seven other families to travel mm-hmm. and for, even to them like that was like one of the best things that ever happened to them because it's just so amazing and um so I was like you know what why don't I kind of like make an Instagram page and instead of just sharing it with my friends and family, let me just share it with the world, you know? Mm. Um, And I think, you know, like Canada has like increasingly, like it's increasingly like Muslim friendly when it comes to travel. Mm. It's not as um, maybe back in the day, it was kind of um, difficult to come up with like halal food and like planning a halal trip especially like in other provinces like in Ontario we have there's a lot of Muslims a lot of halal options but maybe in other provinces not so much so um I was like so that's what actually got me into coming up with like exploring hijabi because it would be a great way to kind of share that with everyone Mm -hmm. and so yeah and that's how exploring hijabi was born wow I had no idea like um about traveling domestic in Canada yeah. was really expensive. I imagine you could so you took a flight there? Yes. Okay. Would it is it not common to do a, a drive around Canada or it's just too too big too large? It is it is very, very large. So Canada is the second largest country in the world. Mm-hmm. And um just driving there, like we did consider it, but then when we looked at the the geography of the area is just flat and there's no changes mm. so up until you hit like Alberta and that's where the Rocky Mountains like run through mm-hmm. but up until then like Ontario is like pretty flat and it it mm. takes a long time to get there mm-hmm. so we're like you know what we're just wasting like so much time so might as well just fly yeah yeah I see. which I think I understand now because when I was in Melbourne and I wanted to fly to Gold Coast for just like two days, it was 400 coming to 500. Yeah. I didn't think it would be that expensive. So maybe it could be like school holiday kind of thing. Then I realized that when if I travel from Singapore to Thailand or Malaysia, it's 100 plus. 100, yeah, it's cheap, right? Which is, oh, okay. <laughs> and that's not yeah. even domestic, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like inter-country travels. So. Yeah. Yeah. Did you mean like two hundred dollars or like two hundred like Singaporean? Of uh, two hundred Singaporean dollars from from Singapore to from Singapore to like Thailand oh, yeah. or sometimes. No, you can fly really cheap. Like yeah. you can fly from Singapore to like Malaysia for like a hundred dollars. Okay, seventy was pretty good. Singapore dollars, yeah, because it's on it's on like budget airlines, mm, right? Yeah. So there yeah. are a lot of budget airlines that fly out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. the even the even the flight that I was considering from Melbourne to Gold Coast was a budget airline. 
Oh. So for it to be four hundred dollars, I was mm, taken aback. So I'm like, never mind, cancel my plans. Because Australia is also big, I think. And That's you're, true. You're going from one side, one territory to another territory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe the airport taxes is also high. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, I think I think having looked at the images she had or Akila had of of buns, I'm I'm just thinking like, I am very amazed when travelers travel to. To all these woody areas because it's not something that I'm used to. I'm used to city life, mm. so like get transport here and then travel by train. I I would think that is what travel is, but the thought of me going on a road trip mm-hmm. into like this woodiness, I just feel like someone's gonna kill me. <laughs> someone's <laughs> gonna come at me with werewolves and everything. <laughs> so let me. That how do you so find funny. that courage? Yeah. Um. Well, actually, like. Alberta, like if you look it up, it's it's known to be like a very mountainous, like that's kind of like the vibe there. Like where I live now, Toronto is like a huge city. Yep. Um, so it is very different from Toronto. Like even the closest thing you'll get to a mountain is like a hill somewhere. So <laughs> very different. Um, but I get where you're coming from because even for me, like prior to going there I was like oh my god what if I get chased by a bear like (laughs) what would I do then you know so but then again like because that is the vibe of the area like everything is set up a certain way so you would see like mountains and wilderness but you would have like roads little parks that you can Mm. pull into like safe places for you to hike um there's posts and signages telling you what to do what not to do mm-hmm. um, and it is quite safe in the sense it's beautiful because they've like really preserved the natural beauty of the place without like killing it with buildings mm-hmm. and um, and there's like a lot of people there in this mm-hmm. well when I went there wasn't that many because it does tend to be a little touristy and we went in the pandemic time so there was very little right um, so that was kind of like a good thing for us yeah. a lot, but um it's not as scary like it's it's not like going alone into a forest so you can get that feeling of like being in a forest without actually being in danger if that makes sense right more cozy vibes <laughs> so it sounds very developed and like a lot yes. of travelers actually go there are these mm-hmm. are these tourists like um locals or do people fly into to Canada and Alberta specifically to go to Bund? Um when I was there I did come across um a lot of foreigners actually cuz mm-hmm. during that time it was like you know the pandemic and I guess people not traveling but I did um like you know when you pass by you can you can um, tell like who's Canadian and who's mm. not, you know. Mm, so yeah. there were uh, people from other places as well. Mm, I see. Cool. Yeah. But I do feel like um, it, countries that have a lot of uh, nature in that sense, those areas are built to be tourist attractions. So for example, mm. in Canada or in the US, I know there's this place called Black Bear. Black Bear or Big Bear? Interesting. Something. Bear. Hmm. Eight, <laughs> sorry, something that had to do Duh. with a bear. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Interesting. So it's like it's also like um woody woody area. Uh, it's like a camping site, and you have a very small but enough for you to live a few days. 
um, a, an accommodation that is on wheels or for example like a trailer like a like a what is that mm. like an RV RV but the one that is stay put so it's like walking to a hotel room but it's just that room interesting yeah, yeah. container it's almost like a container mm. so yeah I think I've seen those yeah, yeah so people would go out right outside of their room and have like fire mm. Uh, s'mores or something yeah. like we tried to have that in Singapore a container hotel but I would say the vibe is yeah, different yeah it's la. different because we are we are fully a city right we Correct. don't really have yes an equivalent your view of... is the expressway yeah <laughs> it's cars yeah so I think definitely I think it's a plus point over there yeah the fact that they have a lot of nature mm. and the entire space is made for you to just bask yourself in like the scenery Correct. Right? yeah so that's good. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So next question. Today you're traveling with your husband and what is your number one tip when traveling with your significant other? This is something that I think a lot of our audience can can relate or can learn from. So <laughs> please tell us. Yes. Um, so like I think you mentioned before, lots of patience. Yes. <laughs> that goes without saying, I think. Um, but then again, like when I when you when I kind of think about this, like I think everyone has their own um, traveling style. Mm-hmm. Like there's people who like traveling just for the food, or some people mm-hmm. just like luxury travel, or there's people who love like cruises or like um, you know like sightseeing. So it kind of depends. Like sometimes, well, I I feel like I kind of lucked out in that area because my husband and I have a very similar style of traveling preference. Mm -hmm. But if it's like very different, for example, like someone loves luxury travel and Mm -hmm. the other person likes spending time in the woods, Mm -hmm. that's going to be like, you kind of have to come to a compromise, (laughs) right? So maybe like... um, research the place that you're going to beforehand and see what you can do that mm-hmm. that aligns with your travel preferences and also like you know in a way that you can have both maybe mm-hmm. um but yeah that i think that would come down to a bit of compromising mm, yeah, yeah definitely compromise is a keyword here everybody yeah i mean when you're married compromise is always <laughs> it's always speaking from experience there, <laughs> even when you're traveling or not <laughs> mm, i see do you remember one uh one situation where you're like no i don't i don't want to look at you anymore oh, <laughs> do you do you remember that during your travel with your husband oh, of me getting annoyed at him yeah <laughs> All the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's usually like for us, it comes down to food. Mm. Um, mm. Usually we're kind of okay. We're, we're the type to eat ramen and survive. Mm. We're good. But occasionally I like to eat like nice food. Yeah. So for example, like when you go to Alberta, um, your choice of restaurants and like all the kinds of options that you would have in like say toronto or even in like singapore like it's pretty multicultural so you have everything Mm. and then you go to alberta which is like wooded and you know there's not there's not that much so it kind of gets to a point where you're craving certain kinds of food and you can't really have them um so i found myself wanting like regular food Mm -hmm. um so that was kind of like a point of like irritation for me like with mm-hmm. my husband he's like just just bite an apple like we're good <laughs> like, that's not enough 
an apple. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's how he is. Like, he can survive on air. Like, I don't oh know goodness. how he does it. So, yeah, so it took us like a bit of time because what happens is like you end up spending time like looking for restaurants. Yeah. Mm. So, so yeah, that was <laughs> that was one of the mm. places that we kind of had to work on. I definitely can relate. I mean, I mean, traveling with a family, I, I think not everyone within a family, not everyone can just survive on bread. Mm. Coming from my family, like you, Amazing. we usually have like a luggage full of just food items, so we bring that luggage to us to the hotel room so that we have like different pots to cook our ramen in. Yeah. We have, we have like ready-made paste, yeah, <laughs> to cook. So it's very important for us. So yeah. I don't know how your husband can do that. I'm not a fan of him now. <laughs> He's, he probably eats just to like survive. Yeah, just for the nutrients. Yep. Just for the nutrients. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just shit. to keep himself alive. Yeah. <laughs> okay, talking about this, do you remember the first ever travel that you can, that, that you know, somehow you can remember most vividly? Like, do you have that? Yeah, so I would say it goes way back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was around seven or eight at that time, and my parents are very outdoorsy people as well, so I kind of feel like that's where it, mm. it came from. Yeah. Um, my dad had planned this huge trip with um, a bunch of his friends. So um, they, they got this big bus, and this was back home in Sri Lanka, and um, he had hired this huge bus and like, all of us like so we cut it starts with like one family the bus goes picks up one family and then like it slowly fills up and um, that was where I met my dad's friends kids who are still friends to this day Mm -hmm. Um, it was I remember just like being like hey what's your name you know and then you know making friends Um, it was a long road trip and then we were going from um, Colombo where I'm originally from and then we were going to the northeast of Sri Lanka. So that's like, so we were, instead of like going around, we're just like cutting across. Right. Um, Sri Lanka also has a lot of elephants. Mm, yes. Right. So like there's a lot of wild elephants. And I remember like going on the road and then the bus stops and the elephants were crossing in front. Right, right. And um, one of the kids had taken someone's camera. And one thing about elephants is you, you have to try to not, agitate them because they can be very dangerous when they are and um he didn't realize the flash was on and then the elephant kind of stopped and looked and we all held our breath because we're just (laughs) like no right and um thankfully the elephant just like walked away but i just remember that so vividly it was such a scary moment Mm. um but yeah i would say like that would be one of like the most vivid earliest memories of um, my trip whoa nice i think it's really not about just the destination mm-hmm. it's also about mm-hmm. the people that you go with yeah the, the, the journey right yeah. yeah 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 i remember i mean i used to have uh we used to go a lot on convoys mm-hmm. so like it's either multiple cars or in one whole big bus or one whole big van it's really the people yeah. that you go with i think mm-hmm. wow. i agree two families at once right Sorry? A few families. <laughs> yeah, a few family at once. Do you yeah. have that when you were younger? Um, very rarely actually, but maybe like once or twice. Mm. Yeah, very rarely we travel in very large groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
That is a nice memory. I I feel like everybody would have that. Mm. Hopefully. Mm. <laughs> But honestly, um, would you? Is it something that you would do in the future? In let's say if you have children, or are you someone who you know just wants, I think, family time amongst yourself? Um, do you mean like would I also get my kids into that lifestyle? Yes. Of course, yes. Like that would be that is something that I am considering. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so interesting because um, I came across this quote once. It's it's which says, "Get your children used to your lifestyle." So it's not hard to make them like it because when they're young, mm. um, you take them out, you take them out to see nature, the woods, and they get used to that. And yeah. one thing that I saw and. It kind of like really instilled that thought in me. Is when I went there, I saw people hiking with their babies. Mm. Like they would put the babies on the baby carrier, and they just take their kids on a hike. So, yeah. so that kind of I felt like that was really inspiring because maybe in the future I would be one of those moms <laughs> carrying their baby into the woods. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I think a a lot of people think that. Um, Traveling with newborns can be a hassle, which I do understand. Obviously, it's going to be a hassle, but I do know of some parents who bring their children on travels, mm-hmm. and then as they grow older, they start to be more aware of that kind of area. They know how to act within a plane, for example. Mm-hmm. They know the differences in like, uh, in weather. So I think yeah, it's definitely a good. I would say it was it's definitely yeah. interesting lah to see yeah. I think it depends on like the parents too. Probably, if you're yeah. like very outdoorsy type, then you would go to great lengths to yeah. have your kid experience that from young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so is there one iconic story that is always your favorite story to tell, apart from the elephants <laughs> in Sri Lanka <laughs> who might have killed you? <laughs> Do you have one iconic story to tell whenever you come to your travel? Interesting. Um, so I do have a couple, but now okay. I'm just like, hmm, which one do I <laughs> tell you guys? Um, so I would say like the most recent story that you know kind of like really stuck with me is um, uh, my husband and I also went on another trip to a place in Quebec. So Quebec is like another province here in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, to a village called Tadoussac. So. Any French speakers listening, I'm sorry if I kind of butchered <laughs> that name, <laughs> but that's a place that you can see. Um, you go to watch whales, mm. and um, that's been something like you know on our bucket list for so long. Um, so we went there, and we were given these fisherman-looking overalls yeah. to put on, and then we had to go there like early in the morning to catch um, all that. So we got into this boat. It looked tiny, and I was like, "Ah, oh, what if the whale kind of just like whacks us with its tail or whatnot?" <laughs> yeah, it looked tiny from the outside, but like when you when I sat down, it kind of felt like it was a sturdy boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it was it was really interesting because, like, we know from like watching TV, we know that whales are big. Yeah, but it's different to see them in real life. Mm-hmm. Like they are massive, like probably bigger than the boat that I went on. Mm-hmm. 
and you could like it was really nice because you could hear the sounds that they made and you could see them like traveling in packs yeah and i was just in awe the whole time i was like subhanallah like you really see you know like you understand like allah's majesty like by watching and like looking at um these things in nature right so that i would i i don't know if that's iconic but for me that's like that just touched my heart like mm-hmm. i was like subhanallah like they were, we're so tiny mm-hmm. we're yeah. so tiny yeah. compared to like everything that's out there yep yep so yeah i mean i've never seen a whale before but i think whales or like dolphin watching is always something that i want to look forward to mm-hmm. Even watching penguins, <laughs> they're so cute. Oh no, yes! When you talk about the majestic of the majestic of Allah, I think one of the things that have always stood out to me this past few months is about how detailed um, the Lord can be. So, for example, like He can build, for example, the whale who is which is big and strong and whatever, and like, even to little cities like its gut and everything, and then like. He can also create a human like us who is so small. And like, can you imagine our eyes, our lashes, our, our the hairs on our faces? And then he can also be, yeah. he can also build a goldfish, for example, which is extra, extra, extra small. So whenever you when you when you say something like that, I think it really stood out to me about how, uh, how, how detailed and how powerful I think his powers are yeah. <laughs> it's a ability for sure yeah for sure for sure you actually feel that um like i like dolphin watching is still something on my list uh-huh. like i would love to see them i'm not sure if there's dolphins like around the coast of canada but if there is i'll be going <laughs> um but yeah like it's it's just crazy like you'll see how tiny you feel next to those whales Ooh. Um, but if you're interested, you could like see them on my highlights as well. Like I just saved them there. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like I remember vaguely about this ayat or something like that. It's about how like, uh, we can be so um, we can be so amazed by the beauty of nature, the beauty of like the sun and the moon, but in all on uh above all, humans are Allah's best creation. You know, we are in awe of other things, but in actual fact, we are his best creation. So that humbled me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> okay. What yeah. has been your biggest adventure so far? Have you been like skydiving? <laughs> oh, that is actually on my list. Um, That was actually a part of my plan for 2020, but then everything just... Yeah. Know. So maybe, maybe if I, like I'm planning... Maybe if I go to the Middle East, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel like that's a nice place to skydive. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. But also okay. very scary and just like super anxious just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, but if it's if it's one thing you can remember from your travel, what is the biggest adventure that you didn't think that you would have done, you would do so far? Interesting. Um, I would say... Like for me, like I, I I was born and I was raised in Sri Lanka mm-hmm. and then just moving to Canada itself was like an adventure in itself mm-hmm. because, you know, when you move to a different place, 
it's you you learn everything right like yep. you learn how to navigate yourself and then learn how to explore that place if you will so for me like I've had like so many like mini adventures in Canada mm. and that all that like comes together to form this big adventure like if that makes any sense so I wouldn't say like I've had this um crazy huge adventure like you know where I've been where my life has been in danger sort of thing but it's it's more of like a life experience mm. you know like taking every day as it comes and just going and seeing these new places so i feel like that would be my adventure like all of it like coming together right right this might be a side track for a while but i wonder how do people migrate or rather how do people move to a different country and be okay <laughs> if that makes sense um It is very daunting. No, I I know what you mean. Um it is very daunting. Again, it depends on the country you move to. Mm-hmm. I guess I was lucky enough to move to Canada, you know, like again as a Muslim, right? Um it is still a pretty Muslim-friendly place mm-hmm. compared to a lot of places out there. Um so I completely understand that fear that people have um but um again like hoping that i'm not like going like way off of your mm-hmm. question it's like um it takes a while to figure things out because the systems are different for example in sri lanka versus maybe singapore versus america versus yep. canada right so it takes a while to kind of like learn all that and then you you kind of like get used to it and then it becomes home mm-hmm. you get what i mean so I get what you mean. So I hope nice. yeah, I, I hope that answered your question. But I I I I get what fear is as a Muslim. Yep. Because especially as a Muslim woman, like the fear is very real. Um we've all heard about like, you know, Islamophobic attacks. Yep. Like it's nothing out of the norm for Canada. It happens a lot here too. Especially from like the 2014 to 2018 kind of you know that time frame was like pretty bad um and it's like super justified like if if a muslim woman feels afraid of traveling like mm-hmm. i understand why yeah. yeah um but then again i would say do your research and don't let it hold you back mm-hmm. because there like the more you travel you see there are actual nice people out yeah. there as well yep and then you don't want to miss out just because of fear You know yeah. what I mean? So maybe like take baby steps and then whoever like you know is listening but is also like kind of scared to take that first step start with baby steps. Mm. And then maybe you can work or your way to like other countries maybe. Yeah, I mean I mean I know of some people I think you're right during the 2014 to 2018 period I think it is it is really bad I think. Um, sometimes traveling as a Muslimah, for example, because you're wearing the hijab, right, can be quite difficult. Yeah. And I know mm-hmm. some people who would change their style of hijab so that they feel a lot safer, which I think mm-hmm. is okay. It's, honestly, whatever makes you feel safe, right? Uh, but yeah, I think, honestly, I think people should stop judging <laughs> just in case. You know, I think what's important is that you yeah. feel safe. And uh, But yeah, I think that's a very good tip. I think um yeah. like how like how a lot of the media portray Muslims you know as mm. 
um, scary or yeah. like it's a lot of fear in the public. And we keep telling people like you shouldn't generalize the whole population to the yep. few that the media portray. I think it's the same. Like when I travel and I have to travel alone, I tell myself it's the same. Like not everyone is afraid of yep. you. Yeah, you know, it's just a few that uh, the media portrays. It's like on the on the opposite lens, right? The few that the media portray that are always you know against you or always protesting against yeah. you. But you know the general public are okay and. Yeah. Normally, normally, I mean, normally you should be just Same. have that have a positive mindset. Correct, <laughs> correct. Sometimes I even get touched in the smallest way, like oh, this auntie talked to me, <laughs> even though I'm wearing a hijab. Like when I'm traveling uh. and someone talks to me in a normal way, mm-hmm. like just like some random person, I feel very touched. It surprises you. Yeah, uh, it's just more of a heartwarming right. situation. Okay, I would say. But I think yeah. one of the story, best stories that we've heard so far in our few episodes is when a Muslim is traveling, uh, some other person within that area tells them like, oh, this is not halal. Mm. Do not do not eat it. At least this person knows. So I'm yeah. like very, very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's something yeah. that gives me goosebumps still mm. today. I love that. Um, I actually like experienced that like a couple of weeks ago. Ooh. And I was like, oh, thank you for letting me know. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, it was a Middle Eastern food place. And yep. you'd think, you know, it's halal. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, no, 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 don't eat it. It's not halal. I was like, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. <clears throat> okay. So where do you, talking about home, where do you feel most like home right now? Where you are at? Interesting. Um, I would say, like, Canada definitely feels like home. I've made it like, you know, so many memories here and got used to like I have a home here. So it definitely does feel like home. And also like where I'm from, Sri Lanka, that is my home as well. Right. Um, you know, like it is kind of sad, you know, what's going on there yeah. uh, at the moment. Um, yeah. If any one of you is not aware, like there's there's a whole like an economic crisis. Mm-hmm. And again, like I was supposed to travel there and because of it, I put my plan, pushed my plans away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say that place like Sri Lanka feels like home as well. But for me, like I get used to places quickly. So if I were mm-hmm. to go to another country and stayed for a bit, I'll be like, okay, this is also home now. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I just like get used to different places and all of those places kind of become part of me right. over time. You don't miss yeah. like your previous place, like oh, if you you don't like like if you move from Canada, like oh, I, I miss do Canada. I do. Canada. I actually do. Like it's so funny because when I'm in Canada, I miss Sri Lanka, and when I'm in Sri Lanka, I miss Canada, <laughs> and when I'm in Toronto, I miss Alberta. Like <laughs> I can't be at all the places at once. So I'm like, you know what? That's why I take a million pictures so I can look at it later on and right, you know. And just like remember all those great memories. Mm, that's true. Okay, if you could only visit one food place for the rest of your life, where would that be? Oh, that is interesting. Do I have to pick only one? Mm. Okay, we'll give you two. That's the best we can do. Okay. <laughs> all right, sounds good. So, um, one of my favorite foods, like ever, hands down, is like kotu roti. I'm not mm. sure. Have you guys tried it or heard of it? Not tried it. I heard. Cool. Roti? It's a Sri Lankan, Sri Lankan yeah. 
It's like a chopped up like roti. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it has like beef and veggies mm-hmm. and eggs. Like it's so good. Is it? Um so yeah. So there's a place called Golf Ace in Colombo. It's like right by the beach. And there's like these little stalls that sell like kotu. Mm-hmm. So that would be one place that I would go to forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I can pick two, because so you have two homes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I also love sushi. Like sushi is like my thing. Like mm. I love it so much. Um, there's a great restaurant for sushi here downtown Toronto called Miku Sushi. Mm-hmm. So I guess if I'm in Toronto, that's where I'll be. Like mm-hmm. if I'm in Sri Lanka, I'll be at Golf Race. You can go too. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The sushi scene in Singapore needs to step up because apparently people like sushi a lot. Oh, really? But I don't really like sushi, so I need to find a place yang that will really make me fall yeah. in love with sushi. But sushi here in Singapore, at least halal sushi is not Japanese Japanese sushi. It's, oh, not, it? it's not authentic mm. Japanese sushi. It's like mass produced. Right. Um, oh. like localized versions of sushi to right. suit your taste buds. So I need to go to Japan <laughs> and fall in <laughs> love with sushi. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get real good like fresh sushi and like how it tastes like then you have to go there because I mean there's only one or two sushi places True. here in Singapore yeah. that's halal. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean there are many but the big ones are only one or two, right? Yeah. And this, it's okay. The food is Okay, it's okay. So I need to go someplace. Yeah. I need to go either to Canada or Japan to try sushi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you should. Oh my god, people are obsessed with sushi here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, what's the big hype, mm-hmm. right? So I tried it. I'm like, I'm hooked. No, I'm so what, hooked. what about it? What yeah. about it? Sorry. What about it is so good. It is. Uh, the thing like about Japanese food is like it's mild, but it's like still flavorful. Like mm-hmm. it's I can't really explain it. Like it's it's just oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, <laughs> it's just so good. Um, but like um, what I like it the food it feels like it's it looks like very simple when you look at it, but it's also like really complex. Like they're very like precise with like what goes on there. Like how it's cut, like the flavor. So it's like it's a very thought out kind of cuisine. Mm. Okay, but yeah, it's it's pretty good. Like even sure. the way you eat it mm-hmm. is important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. scared to go to this kind of places. Yeah. <laughs> Wait until I use a fork <laughs> instead of a chopstick. No, they won't Don't give you a fork. If you're <laughs> if you're good with chopsticks, like to eat sushi, you're good. Like I still struggle with chopsticks but i also heard you know your hands are open like yeah. you can use your fingers Ooh. to eat sushi so i'm like oh that is amazing i did not know that so yeah okay so what's one thing you look forward to when you travel back home from your travel <laughs> what's the one thing that you look forward to after your travel first of all like i don't really look forward to leaving my trip because mm-hmm. i'm just like can this last forever uh-huh um, but then again, like you know, that's it, not it's, possible. It's not. It's not practical, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, mostly, like what I look forward to is um, eating food, like home cooked food. Yep. Um, for some strange reason, like I crave it towards the end of my trip. Like mm-hmm. um, when we go outside, like you know, you're eating a lot of like restaurant food, and they're kind of like very mm. salty or very greasy, right? So that gets me craving vegetables. Mm. So 
I definitely look forward to coming home and eating a bunch of vegetables. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but <laughs> that's something I look forward to. Mm. So it depends on where you go. Like, yeah. And what they have. Okay. I mean, oh, food for, yeah. for me also when coming back home is a big deal. Like, especially when you go to a place where... Um, so there are some, I think, places, there are some countries where you get a lot of types of food there. You get to try a lot of uh, different types of food. And then you have some uh, countries where it's just that type of food. Like, for example, yeah. I did like an exchange semester in Turkey. And like, it's a lot of Turkish food, you know. They don't really have a lot of Japanese restaurants mm. or like Malay restaurants, you know. It's Turkish food. Then I, I crave like, you know, other types other of food. Other cuisines. Yeah, but then there are places yeah. that have many types of food. Right. But then you still do crave something. So yeah. it's like what you crave or what I crave for is like my mom's cooking. Right, okay, okay. <laughs> it's always something that you you need to come back home to and like, you know, just feel feel at home with. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> for me, when yeah. I travel, if I'm at the airport, I need to get McSpicy. <laughs> so in Singapore, we have this... <coughs> in Singapore's McDonald's, we have um, a burger that is basically spicy chicken mm. patty. Do, do you have it? No. McSpicy. No, yeah. like... I wish McDonald's was halal here. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but this chicken is so... This chicken patty is so thick and it really has a lot of oil inside. Just wow. I must say. So like, even if you squeeze it a bit, oil will be dripping down. So it's that tender. So that's what I will order no matter where I go. Mm -hmm. Malaysia is okay. I'll come back and have McSpicy when I'm done. So it's more of like a a tradition for you. Correct, 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 correct. Especially if I go to like, for example, China, I'll come back and like, I need McSpicy. (laughs) Like not even a question. Interesting. So, so instead of like, so that's what you look forward to. Yes. McSpicy chicken. I I think it's also because like, it's just a Singaporean thing. It's just a Singaporean food, I would say. McDonald's? McDonald's, <laughs> McSpicy. It's McSpicy. Because even in Malaysia, like, it's a different name, right? I would what think. Spicy McDeluxe. Oh, really? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I had no idea. But to me, I think McSpicy is a Singaporean cuisine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. You need to try that when you're in Singapore. Yes, yes. It's called sure, McSpicy. Like, I'm taking mental notes right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. McDonald's is halal. Yes. KFC is halal. Yes. Amazing. So many halal things. That is amazing. <laughs> that is one thing about like Canada is like a lot of um, big name food, restaurants yeah. are not halal. Mm. Right, right, right. So. It can be tricky. Yeah, I cannot take it for granted. <laughs> okay, so what's one thing? Sorry. If they, if you are given five minutes now, what are five things you would grab if you if we say that you need to leave for the airport in five minutes? Right, and um, do clothes count? No, clothes do not count. You will have clothes. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so aside from clothes, aside from clothes and aside from passport. Interesting. Okay, you have okay, five so seconds. I We're gonna give five seconds. Actually, gonna say passport, but I was like, okay, no, I can't use. <laughs> no, I can't use passport. Um, I would pick like first thing my priority is being able to sleep on the plane (laughs) so my neck pillow is like a (laughs) non-negotiable for me like a really comfortable one Mm -hmm. um and i would probably get a book to read Mm -hmm. um i know like you know 
in flight you have like movies and stuff but after a while like it's so hard on the eyes mm. so i'm like let me just read a book mm-hmm. okay. so definitely a book um um does my phone count like my phone and okay charger? sure yeah your phone that will be the first thing i see my phone. yeah yeah same i was gonna say that yeah <laughs> i would not take yeah, a book with right. me <laughs> Honestly, like if you have, if you don't have your phone, you have nothing. Honestly, like yeah. everything's on there. So, definitely my phone and a charger, or okay. like a what do you call them? The the charging banks, like power banks, power banks. power banks, yeah, power banks. And um, hmm, you have two more. Can I can I say snacks? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You may. Yeah, snacks. Probably like smuggling a bunch of snacks to okay. like survive the long flight. Or do you need just an apple? Yeah. Just an apple would do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I would just like give it to my husband. Like, You're the apple person. Just eat your apple and let me eat my snacks. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. One last one. Those. Oh, I didn't say five. Um, interesting. Okay. The phone comes um, with the charger. <laughs> sorry. The phone comes with the charger, so that's one. Oh, Do you have one more? Okay. okay, I see. Um, and maybe, um, socks. socks. I know this is so weird. <laughs> socks because it gets cold in the. Floor. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. Nice woolly socks, so I can sleep in peace. Wow. You know, like okay. Feet are warm. I mm. just, you know, just the whole. I I just need to make sure that whatever I have. Like for the flight is just making my flight just enjoyable as possible <laughs> right. and comfortable as possible. Right, right. Okay. I like how yeah. the five things she grabs is really just for the flight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna say Yes. Yeah, it's so like, important. When you're in Canada, right? Like the closest country is like across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. That's like oh, a thirteen okay. hour flight. Mm. <laughs> so you really need to make sure that you are comfortable mm. on that flight. I see. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it is very long. Um, even like going to Alberta was like quite long. Mm-hmm. How long was it? Um, uh, oh my gosh, Six. my memory. Um, it was anywhere between maybe like two hours. Maybe? Mm, okay. Mm. I mean, it wasn't that long, but like considering it's like the next yeah. province. Yeah. It is kind of long. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> this is so interesting because where we are at, we can go to another country in forty-five minutes. The sh- the nearest, That's amazing. The nearest is 45 minutes to one hour. Yeah, That's Malaysia, right? Maybe 55 wow. minutes, <laughs> including landing. <laughs> That's amazing. I yeah. think I should consider like Singapore or Malaysia <laughs> to like just go like stay there because it, it, fe- it seems like everything's just so convenient. It is. Like mm. around that area. I know, yeah, yeah. I know some people who, who stays in Singapore because they want to have access to different other countries. Yeah, because Singapore is like the port. Amazing. But I'm very amazed that Canada, you have to cross the Atlantic Ocean. Oh Get yeah, to this country. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so it's a thirteen hour flight just to cross just the Atlantic, to cr- and then you take your transit, and then it's like another five or six hours depending yeah. on where you live. I'm just thinking, so, like we had yeah. we had a a trip, um, we planned a trip, halal trip planned a trip in Bintan, which is in. Uh, Indonesia. It's a an hour ferry ride from Singapore, and we had participants from Canada. Wow. Mm. <clears throat> they must have come like yeah, who two, came uh, two days before, all the way from Canada, yeah. came to Singapore, took a one hour ferry. So I'm just thinking now, the journey must be so long. Yeah, yeah, 
it's probably at least least like 25 hours yeah like like, Mm. it's it's like a non-stop journey like it's it's very long my goodness this is why like they cannot come to the retreat for like just an amount of they need to come like a week before or like to just like make full use of their time in singapore and i think they stop over somewhere also yeah i think most of thailand most of them somewhere what amazing (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to understand yeah. better the the lengths they go. They go. So to, I'm you know? not gonna migrate to Canada. Definitely, <laughs> that's oh. not the option. <laughs> try, try, try visiting first and see yeah. okay. if you survive that <laughs> that long uh like, plane ride. Okay, and then you're good. Wow, amazing. Okay, thank you so much for everything for all that you have shared with yeah, us. I think so they're cool. really interesting. Uh, and those thank who are so watching, much for having me on here. Those who are watching, go ahead and check out her page on Instagram at Exploring Hijabi. That is Exploring H-I-J-A-B-I-E. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she'll be posting more, hopefully, while we live yes, vicariously through her travels. There's a lot more to come. I just got yeah. started. So like, yeah. I'm super excited to like share more about Canada. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm in Toronto doing my Toronto things. Um, but hopefully not just Canada, but like also around the world yeah, as well. Yes, so inshallah. if you guys join me on my journey, yes. I would be so grateful. Yes, and please share with us like interesting spots, halal food spots in Canada, especially sushi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I... for sure. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> thank you so much, Akila, for joining us today. And for those who are watching, thank you for watching this episode or listening to this episode on Spotify. Thanks so much. In the meantime, go ahead and check out our other episodes if you haven't. Mm-hmm. But for now, goodbye, everybody. Alright, guys. Thanks for listening. So we'll see you on the next episode. Don't forget to give us a shout out on anchor.fm slash the Halal Travel Podcast. Your voice message could be featured in our next episode. Yep. And if you have any advertising and collaboration opportunities, contact us at info at halaltrip.com. That's I-N-F-O at H-A-L-A-L-T-R-I-P dot com. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Halal Trip. We're also now on Telegram and TikTok. Until next time, get inspired, go and inspire others.